the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? Welcome back to the Paper Trails podcast. This is season two, episode 16, and I'm very excited to be at Manolo's Bakery uh, with Mr. Manolo here, Manolo Bentacourt. Yes, right? Okay, you're right, man. It right? <laughs> so, um, I am, I, I'm very excited. You know, I, I met Manolo through uh, Jessica, who helps us out here with some of the marketing for the company. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, maybe a week ago we spoke, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, we had a brief but very good conversation um, about business, about uh, North Carolina, about what this country has done for us. You know, coming from um, Colombia. Colombia and then coming from Greece, my family. Um, and I, I, I've been looking forward to this, Manolo. I think it's gonna be a great conversation. I think, you know, one of the reasons I love doing this, Manolo, is I love for people, the audience, to know where the business owner came from, how everything got started, you know what I mean? Because, you know, customers come and they, they, they love the restaurant or the bakery or, you know, whoever I'm talking to, but they don't know how it got started. You know, they don't know the hard work that went into getting the business up and going and, and progressing it. And so, um, you know, because the first couple of years of any business, you know, is, it's difficult. The, like, the first couple, then the the five years later, yeah. then the pandemic, yeah. then the recession. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 there no end, man, for difficult times. Yeah, there's there's ebbs and flows in every business. Yes, like know? life. Yeah, you know? like life, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'm very excited, you know, about you know talking to Manolo, talking business, talking life, talking the future, um, about your business, and 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 so uh, why don't we start with this? Give us a little background. Who is Manolo? Where did you come from? How, how did you end up here? You know, with a couple of different businesses. You know, how how did how did this all happen? Thank you so much for being here, man. It's an honor to have you here at my bakery. Uh, Manolo's Bakery uh, was was founded in '97. Okay. So it used to be called Las Delicias Bakery. Okay. Yeah, and I I know the founder. Okay. The founders of this bakery was my kids' grandfather and grandmother by their mother's side. Okay. Yeah. So you know, I got a very, I had to be very respectful because sure. they are the family who found this business. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be called Las Delicia Bakery. Okay. Manolo's Bakery became Manolo's in 2018. 18. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. We changed the name. But we have been baking the same recipes for 25 years. And we have been making prima the same bread, and there is one of some of our employees. They have been here for 15, 16, 17 years. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so I moved to Charlotte and in 2005 okay. from Tennessee, okay. but original from Colombia. Okay. I immigrated from Colombia in 2000. After I was part of the military forces of Colombia, okay. I had a scholarship to come here to college. Uh-huh. And when I came to this country, I didn't speak any English. I had just $900 in my pocket. And I didn't even have clothing, man, because I was part of the military forces. 
And when you are in the, in the military force, they have everything for you. Yeah, you don't even have a clothes, man. So, <laughs> now, did, did you know you always wanted to come here, or no? It, how, how, how did the the dream of coming here? How, how did that even happen? I am I'm, I'm working in different projects, and one of my projects is gonna is writing a book. Calling okay. uh, the name of the book is "Don't Blame Me, Your Fault." Okay. Because I was raised under the influence of America. Okay. You know by by when I was little I always hear about you know Kenny Martin Luther King about a lot of histories of of United States yeah uh, of course we were watching American TV yeah. Yeah. yeah so so I was raised under the influence of United States and uh, and and I always hear the, the American dream, the American dream, the American dream, New York, Miami, all those things, watching Miami Beach. And, yeah. <laughs> and so I always want to come. Okay. Then I became part of the, I like martial arts. Okay. And I became part of the Colombian team in 94. Okay. And I came to, for a tournament. Uh, and I said, oh man, I want to live in this country. So I called my dad. And I told him, I'm going to stay here. And he said, you're not staying there. You're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming back. You go to college. When you're a professional and you're an adult, okay. you decide what you want to do. Okay. So I went back. Was your, was your dad very strict? Yeah. My mom was more strict than my really? dad. Yeah, my mom is the one who, <laughs> who gave okay. us the discipline. Okay. I think it's very similar than Greece. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, mothers are the one who had the power. And... So I went back to Colombia. I went to the Navy Academy and okay. started working in the military forces. Okay. I didn't like the Colombian War. And then I had a, a scholarship to come here to college. Okay. So I left Colombia. Again, my father and my mother, they weren't happy <laughs> because they invest a lot of money of in my education in of Colombia. Course. And I was making a good money. I was working with the government. Yeah. But, but then I come back here, man, and I start from zero. I didn't speak the language. I was in Tennessee, nobody spoke Spanish there. How did you live in Tennessee? How did that happen? Well, absolutely before Tennessee, I came to Miami. Okay. But in Miami, everybody spoke Spanish. Yeah. I said, man, in the wrong, in the wrong place if I, <laughs> I want to learn English. English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't move here to improve my Spanish, you know. <laughs> So I so so I say I start work in Miami. I was working in warehouses, okay, uh, gardener, painting, yeah, anything, man, anything, whatever it came, man. So, and then one day I met this woman in a church that uh -huh. she told me about King College, then uh -huh. I was King University in Bristol, Tennessee, uh -huh. and she said that she knows some a person that would help me at hand okay. in Tennessee, okay. So that's how I ended in Tennessee. Perfect. Yeah. And you were there for how long? How long were you in Tennessee for? Almost five years. Okay. Do you like Tennessee? I love it. I just come back last night from Tennessee. Oh, nice. Because it's like my real friends. Uh, uh, and, and very sad story. Last night I come back from my sensei funeral. Oh, sorry My mentor. Yeah. A fire figure in many ways. Yeah. For 20 years, he he had an accident last Friday tough, and man. yesterday was the funeral. Man, it was too sad, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, part of my heart is in Tennessee. So yeah, your your some of your roots are there. Yes, yes. So you're yes. in Tennessee for five years. You develop relationships. You're going to school for a little bit. 
You're yeah. doing that and then you yeah. end up in Charlotte? Yeah, I graduated in 2004 from the University of, now it's King University. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, my real friends, like, like real bonds, like real family, they are in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. So you come to Charlotte and you get right into baking? Well, when I was, when I was in, in, in Tennessee uh -huh. is when I met the mother of my kids. Okay. You know, that was my ex-wife. Yes. Uh, uh, and her fathers, they were the founders of this bakery. Okay. And I didn't know anything about Mexican bread. They are from Mexico. Okay. And I didn't know anything about the, the Mexican culture of bread. Gotcha. Man, the, the Mexican communities to bread, like Colombians to coffee. Yeah. Like Americans to pie, man. Yeah. They are crazy about eating good bread. Okay. They have a very good taste of bread. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and when I came here to Charlotte to visit their bakery, uh -huh. used to be on that side. Okay. Uh, small. They had six employees by that time. I never had seen people buying bread in the way that they do, man. Like uh -huh. they they get these trays and they fill it with bread like this. In Colombia, we buy one bread and one coffee, yeah. and that's it, man. <laughs> okay. That's it. And these people are spending 10, 20, 40 dollars in bread. You're yeah. Like, oh, man, this is a good business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and very, it, this bread is very humble. Gotcha. Colombian bread, you make it in the morning. If you don't sell it by three in the afternoon, it's, it's bad. Yeah. You know, you already have it like a goma. It's, it's, it's not a good bread. Gotcha. It's good when you eat it and it's very expensive to make. Gotcha. This bread is very humble, man. You know, you you buy it, you, we make it like four in the morning, we bake it by 10, 10 p.m. It's still good, still fresh. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's all in the ingredients and how you make all it? All the ingredients. The, the whole yeah. thing, the process? Yeah. Yes. Colombian bread has a lot of cheese. Okay. And a lot of milk. Uh, and so because those ingredients, it, it becomes um, hard gotcha. very, very soon. It doesn't last. Yeah, gotcha. it doesn't last. But the, 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 the Mexican bread uh -huh. is, is very humble. It doesn't have cheese, so you know the ingredients are more, more humble. And, but then we, we move a little bit. We still 75% of our uh, bread is from Mexico. Gotcha. But then we brought Cuban pastelitos, Colombian bread, Argentinian empanadas. So it's a little bit, when you come to here and walk at, through this display, you have a tour from Mexico to Argentina, man. We have a little bit of every single I love country. That. I, I love that and it's smart because you're diversifying your clients. Right? You, 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 you made it. You just touch a very important point. When, when, when I moved here to Charlotte from Virginia, well, my ex-in-laws, they told me about this business and they asked us if we want to move here to help them and work at the bakery. Yeah. I said, yes, I, I saw a lot of potential. Yeah. I, when I moved to Charlotte and I started getting involved with the community, networking, yep. Chamber of Commerce, Latin America Chamber of Commerce, all this training, I had, I, I end like in a, in a problem with identity. And uh, that happened with a lot of immigrants. And, and I was, oh, what about if I maybe change the bakery like Panera, Western Boss, make it like more American. Yeah. 
and I even was changing my accent, trying to speak different English. <laughs> uh, I, and I was wearing like, you know, uh, my my British suit and I tried to fit in. So yeah, too tight, okay. tight, too tall, very proper yeah. and all yeah, that yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being so far, I was so far away of myself. Mm. And I had a very good mentor. Uh-huh. Then then she says, when when you start talking from your heart and being yourself is when you're gonna make a change and I'm gonna create I'm gonna create something big and, and that's why I said yeah you're right I say if anyone want, who anyone who wants to come to the bakery needs to take the risk to fall in love with what we have you yeah. know I'm gonna feel that proud I'm gonna become a symbol of to my community of hope, of proudness. Yeah. People need to feel proud of what they have and what we bring to this country. Yeah. You know, because we pay a lot of taxes here, we create jobs, we contribute a lot to the to the economy and to the community. Uh -huh. Not just to the economy, man. We make a lot of changes in the community from this business. So so that man, everything changed for that day. You know, I, I said, man, this is us. This is what we bring, and we are so proud to have it here. I love that. Uh, and and uh, the bakery start becoming famous. Okay. And, and one, so you you started working here. What year? Two thousand five. Okay, so sixteen years ago. Yes. Okay, so you you knew nothing about baking. Nothing about baking. Scratch. Yeah, you had to learn everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm very bad baker. <laughs> okay. I'm very I'm better running businesses than baking. You know. Which 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 it's a good point, Manolo. Listen, um, if you are if you want to own a business and you're smart about who you put around you and you put good people around you, right? Because we're all different. We all have different strengths. You may be a numbers guy. Well, you know what? If you have a restaurant, you better have and and you're doing the numbers and the books. You better have a good cook. Yes. Right. Like you, 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 you know, so that may be a suggestion to, to people out there that want to start a business. Right. If you're good at one thing, make sure you hire people or bring a business partner or something that are good at something of, else. Of, of course. Of course, man. Uh, and is is a is a learning process every day of yep. your life. You remember I was, I, I, I was telling you that uh, when when I bought a bakery, I couldn't pay myself. Yep. So I was uh, driving drunk people. Yep. So one of my customers, he had 26 restaurants. Okay. And very tall American guy, big. And one day I told him, he was very drunk. I told him, hey, you don't pay me today the right, but give me your secret. Uh, and he put my, his hand like this, or my face. <laughs> what is going on? And he yeah. says, five people, then they're smarter than you, know more than you, and you pay them well and you treat them well. Dang. Your God, he says, you know, the bookkeeper, the head of the kitchen, the, the, the manager of the business, you know, an attorney and a CPA. <laughs> it's very wise. Yeah, and I took the advice, you know, so I had a pastry chef as a head of cakes, I had a pastry chef from KA Bread, I have someone that is in charge of uh, public relations and social media, 
and I have my bookkeeper. Yeah, so this is, Darren's smarter than me, man. You know, I just know how. Put them together. How, how keep everybody together because the biggest challenge in a business, to me, I always say to my employees, is, is to be, how to make to justice. Yeah. How to create a justice and a, a, a atmosphere in the yep. business. You know, it's so important to keep harmony. You environment, know? culture. Yeah, yeah the, the culture environment. Yep. Yeah. So, and, and I'm so far away from perfection, you know. If you believe in God, God is the only one who is perfect. Yep. You know, and you have, when you're a business owner, you have to be, deciding every day, you know, and of course, we are all humans in a business where there is 30 people from different countries, different cultures, different, different styles, different styles, personalities, beliefs. There's people that believe in God, people don't believe in God. There's people that don't know how to write. There's people that who have wrote a book. Man, I love when, um, when American says, oh, Man, it's so hard to run my business. You know how many employees you have? Five. And all of, all of them are from Charlotte? Yes. Uh, man, if you believe that's hard, let me tell you my story, man. So don't give up. You know, you are, the, you, you, you are in better shape than myself. Yeah. You know, my business keep growing now. Between all my business, I have almost 45 people. That's awesome. Yeah, so that is... Uh, Never give up, man. That's Never it. give up. That's it. So, so 2005, you get into the business, you start learning, right? You see what's going on. You take from your, you know, your kids, grandparents, what they're doing. You're thinking about how to improve the business, right? You're, you know, you're, you're doing that whole thing. And then, you know, what's the progression? What, you know, how, how, you know. One of my, one of my biggest mentors, uh, my biggest teachers, it was, he was my my kid's grandfather. Okay. You know, the 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 grandma and grandpa, they were the founders. Grandpa was the one who was running the business. Yeah. Grandma was the one who was running the, the baking. Gotcha. But grandpa was the one who told me, this is how you run a business in America. Yeah. And then uh, he got sick. And in 2011, my ex-wife and myself, we bought the bakery from them. Okay. And an idea. Remember, I was part of the military forces of Colombia. Yeah. And I was an, an engineer in Colombia, but I didn't know anything about business, and I didn't know anything about baking business. Yes. So the first thing that I did when I bought the business, I went back to Colombia, and I started getting training and knowledge from people that know businesses over there. Okay. So I invest a lot of time the first few months learning how to run businesses. Yeah. Uh, and then come, come here and start making changes. Okay. One of the biggest changes that I made, and, and you see it here at the bakery, we don't have flags here. We don't identify ourselves with just one country, one race, one nation, man. Everybody's welcome here. Mm -hmm. And the colors of the bakery are around welcoming. Everybody, man. I love so, that. Yeah. It was founded by Mexicans. We respect a lot the Mexican traditions. Yeah. But we got customers from all around the world. Everywhere. Man. Everywhere, man. When somebody says, hey, I want to open a Colombian restaurant, yeah, I told them, man, so cool, man, that you want to open a restaurant, but you are starting in the wrong way. Why? 
Because there are not that many Colombians yeah. here, man. The you niche know? is so small. Exactly, yeah. So you open a business with an identity from a country, but where everybody is welcoming. If you say it's Colombian restaurant, you are just you are closing the doors to everybody else, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you you have to say an international restaurant. You know. What restaurant we we are la, we are Latino roots something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. has to be welcome. And you know the the other thing that that I, I mean this is my my belief, Manolo. You know, um, what are your thoughts on this? Is I think that you know they have good intentions. You know, they they want to help the community from Colombia. You know, but but here's my thought: if you have a successful business and you can hire more people, you do better good with a successful business, hiring more people and helping out the community and giving people jobs than you do maybe, you know, creating a niche and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I totally, <clears throat> I agree with you in too many ways with that way of thinking, but I think it's larger than that. Okay. Uh, it's nothing wrong, like you see here, you know, nothing wrong and, and I encourage everybody, you are from India, you are from Egypt, show, Every show your culture, sure. show your food, yeah. So, but, but my personal way of thinking is business is not about money. Business is about people. Yeah. You know, any business needs to have a social responsibility with community. You know, the, the world is changing so much and the 1% is growing too much because because the system and the people and themselves, they are forgetting the responsibility that they need to have with community. Yeah. You know, I, I find, I know there are so many ways that I can go faster and make more money, but I'm not gonna be in peace with myself. Yeah. You know, it's about peace of mind. And my, I respect, you know, most of the people, everything for them is about profit. To me, it has to be about making change in the community. And when you when you when you support the people, the money will come. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Look at for example, you know, you know I, I yeah. right now that there is a lack of employees around around United States. Yeah. Uh, and the other day I was in a gas station. And they make a big poster, so proud. Hey, we start paying 10.25 per hour. Yeah. So many years ago, man, I paid that amount here, man. My employees now make 13, 14, 15 dollars per hour. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's kind of embarrassing to a, com uh, a company like McDonald's because I. When I was driving from Tennessee to here, I saw this McDonald's. They were so proud of showing like, oh, oh, we are hiring. We are starting like 10.50 an hour. Come on, man, you know? Yeah. When I make the numbers, if you're making 350, 400 dollars per week, you cannot afford to live in a city like this, man, yeah. you know? So you need to pay your people well. Yeah. You remember the big hunt. You need to pay them well. Uh, and they're, and they're going to be happy working with you. Yeah. We have had very hard times. And there have been times that have, my, my, my employee had to wait one week or 10 days to get the money. But they know that that's the most important thing because 
when the recession came in 2008, that was tough. A very tough, a scary times. When the pandemic started, the previous president, he gave us a very hard time too. Uh, very scary times we, we had in this bakery. Nobody left, man. Yeah. Nobody from my employees left. They stay here. It's good. Yeah. So, That's awesome. So is my personal way of thinking. Yeah. You, anyone can think in the way they want. Sure. But business, business must create change, a positive change in the community. They need to invest in the community. Speaking of positive change, talk about your vision. <laughs> what you want to do because honestly you know whenever we spoke on the phone um you know one of the things that you said that i really liked and i really enjoy was you know you said you wanted to take what you've done here in charlotte and duplicate it within the state north carolina and you want to find the cities that are hurting the most and go there to help them and yeah. to, to create a business and hire and 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 that that was that was that was awesome to hear. To be honest with you, so thank you. You know, talk yeah, about are, that. Are you coming from your family in Greece? You coming from a big city or a small town? Small towns. Yeah, I come from a very very small town where we all knew each other. Yeah. Uh, and when I think, of, uh, it is impossible for me to think that I'm going back to my town in Colombia and it, and I see that became a ghost town that yeah. there is no life. That will be man. My grandpa, my father, they, they will come from heaven, man, and they will punch me in my face if I don't make a change. So I, I, I it, it just doesn't make sense to my soul, man. It doesn't make sense to me in my heart. It doesn't sense that, that, that we have ghost towns in America. Yeah. You know, every single town has life. You know, every single town was, found by people that love that place. People were born in that place. There's a lot of memories in the main streets of those towns. Yeah. And when I drive through America and I go through these towns and I see there is nothing, nothing, nothing that breaks my heart. I know, man. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart. And uh, so, so remember when I was telling you, there is, there is fastest way for me to to create business and became a millionaire, you know. If I take this concept to Atlanta, you know, and I open three bakeries there, I boom, I go that fast, yeah, man. Even, a, even in Miami, Orlando, Florida, and I had thought about opening a bakery like this over there in Orlando. But then, but then I will have money in my pocket, but I won't be in peace with myself, Yeah, you know. So I wanna, I wanna do something that nobody else has done. You know, I'm gonna go to these towns and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to believe that I'm gonna create a change there and the people from that community is gonna support me. So that. I'm gonna go there to, I already have identified the poorest towns of North Carolina. I'm gonna go to those towns I'm gonna buy a building in the main street and I'm gonna be opening businesses there. But I'm not gonna do it myself, just myself. I'm gonna, at the same time I do that, I'm gonna go to a mayor, I'm gonna go to city council, community leaders, 
and I'm going to be involved with the community and we are going to be involved with the schools. We are going to look for young entrepreneurs and we are going to create jobs there. Yeah. And we are going to invite more people to do that. So that's, I already been doing this research for the last two years. Um, by, that's my project to start this coming year. Which, you know, j just so you guys know, you know, um, Manolo's not lying. We, he literally, before we started the podcast, brought a map out here and he's got circled the cities that you want to build bakeries in. You have a vision of what you want to build there. You know, um, you know, where your competitors are in other cities. I mean, you've thought this yeah. through. Like, this isn't just a wish. These are plans. Yeah, like this yeah. is a goal. Like yeah. this is something that you know that you will make happen, and um, I love it. I, I mean, I am, I'm impressed. The other day, I met a politician, and he says, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the uh, to North Carolina has 100 counties. Okay, and from those 100 counties, just five counties make money. Mm. Then 95 percent, or the the other 94 percent." They are subsidized by by the counties that produce money. We are in Mecklenburg County. Twenty five cents for every dollar that we pay in taxes go to subsidize the rest of the state. Wow. We are a poor state. Yeah, and people don't realize that. We are here in Mecklenburg County, oh, so nice, so pretty, so cool, a lot of progress. That's not North Carolina. Yeah. So when politicians talk, oh, you know, this and that, so I call this politician, you want to be in 100 counties, come to my bakery, I show you my map because I already have been in 60 counties. You know, I've been driving all around North Carolina. There's people, man, that they, to drive them like, you know, 20 miles from South Charlotte to Central Avenue, that's too, too, too much for them, too long. Yeah. Look, you drove from your town to here today, yeah. man. You know, I don't know where your town is, but we don't know the world being lazy, man, mm. you know? So to me, just jump in my car and drive six hours in one day, that's not far from me. It's okay. My delivery driver, I show you the map. Yeah. He go every Thursday from here to Rono and Lynchburg, Virginia. And we have been doing that since 2008, when the recession came. We started delivering bread in order to save the business, to in order to save the bakery. Yeah. So the American dream is still alive. What you need to do is just stand up and work hard, man, and invest in yourself and invest in knowledge. Amen. And believe in yourself, man, because challenge, difficult times, they're always gonna be there for 100%. you. But they're gonna be in your life. Yep. So business is, is that, it's another life. You know, that has the ups and downs, their needs. Yep. You, you have to enjoy it and you yep. have to love it. Yeah, I mean, if, if, uh, if someone's listening to this and is going through a, a difficult time in their life, welcome to the club. <laughs> yes. It happens, starting a business, personal life it does, doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know but it's honestly those difficult times that make you stronger Saturday. you know what Saturday. I mean the military you know you go through boot camp and you go through these hardships early on but that's why you're better at the end of it 
Right. And you're more disciplined and you're more committed and you know what I mean? You have better habits, making your bed, looking sharp, right? Yeah, yeah yesterday I had a conversation with a friend in Tennessee, another black belt, and he said, oh, it's so sad and a lot of businesses close. Yo, man, eh? always when I see a business and they're closing the doors, it's very sad. Yeah. But of course there is, there is times um, I cannot judge everybody equal, but too many times the, easy, the easiest thing for a person to say is, I give up, that's it, yeah. you know. I go to court and then bankruptcy, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. It's too easy, too simple, man, yeah. you know. And then I start collecting unemployment. I don't know those words. Mm -hmm. You know, I just cannot think that giving up is an option for me, man. Yeah. I know a failure, you know. Whatever it takes, you know. When the pandemic started, man, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. The first three months, man, we worked 80 hours. My wife and myself, man, we were like, like I didn't work since 2011, you know? So don't give up, man. Don't give up, knock doors, man. Get involved in the community. There, when you go to a funeral, there's two people in the funerals, man. The ones who cry and the ones who are selling, uh, these ones to clean their, and the one who sell this, man. You know, I don't have time to cry. Yeah. I cried yesterday a lot for my sensei, but sure. <laughs> but that's life, man. You know, you always too hard, too difficult, oh, I'm giving up. Everything is gonna come by. This, no matter what, man, I'm gonna move up, I'm gonna move up, I'm gonna find a way to, to get it. Yeah. You do it. Manolo, man, uh, this was awesome. I, you know, I, I love the suggestions, I love the attitude that you have i mean you know this this isn't about the bakery or immigrants anybody can take this mindset and succeed wherever they're at you know what i mean and um you know i just i i think this is why i love speaking to immigrants because this is the mentality you know when 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 my dad came over 35 40 years ago there was no option but to succeed. Yes. Like, like this is why you leave your home country to come here to take care, to, to, to make something, to take care of your family back home. There was no option but up. Yes. Doesn't matter if you didn't know the language, doesn't matter how much money you got in your pocket, doesn't matter, doesn't matter nothing. Nothing. You're here to learn and progress and improve and adjust and, and change. And um, I just love that, man. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 lo I love that. Any any last thoughts, you know, to the audience about uh, bakery, the business, being an entrepreneur, uh, having a vision for your life. Any 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 thoughts to, to anybody? It, 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 it is just to remember that dreaming is not enough. You know, dreaming is the beginning, mm -hmm. but you need to create a plan. Yep. You know, you you dream it. Then you had a vision, but that vision, you need to feel it, you need to touch it, you need to work for that vision, uh, and, and it's going it's to start changing. Yep. You know, the dream became a fact, became a reality. Yep. You work for that, yep. you know? So very important, everybody has to dream. Everybody needs to love what they're dreaming. But they need to know that they need to work for that dream and make that dream come true. Yeah. yeah. So when people say, oh, you are so lucky, 
No, I'm not lucky. I just have work for my love. That's it. You know? When they say, you're lucky, that's an insulting for me. I have work and I keep working and I keep learning. You know, I'm 45 years old and I'm still studying. You know, to the 2018, I went to Stanford University to study about businesses. Yeah, wow. so, so keep working, keep studying and go the extra mile. 40 hours is not enough if you're a business owner. Yep. If you want to own a business, you need to have the mindset that you are going to need to work Saturdays, Sundays, at night, early in the morning, holidays. Yeah. There's, there, yeah. there's, there's no hours, it's just whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, right? whatever it takes. Like there's no 40, 45, whatever the business needs, exactly. you do it. Yeah, later on, they are gonna be, you are going to get the time and the freedom to do it, you know? Yeah. This year I took two, two months vacation time. Yeah. I love it, <laughs> but I have worked 25 years for that. To, to do that. Yeah, so. I love and, that. And this is your place, this is your home. Any, whatever business owner that is getting this message, if he, needs, he wants to come here and have coffee with me and, and find somebody who will support it, you're more than welcome. We're, we're here for you. Yeah. I love that. Um, so if you guys have not visited Manolo's Bakery, you guys stop by, we're in, is it Plaza Midwood area? Yeah, Plaza Midwood area, Central Avenue. On, on Central Avenue, Plaza Midwood, stop by, look them up, you guys can find them on Instagram? Yes, um, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, find them online, okay. follow these guys, support these guys. They have a absolutely phenomenal mission um, and, and, and what they want to do. And um, Manolo, man, I really enjoyed this. This was awesome. I, I, really, so much, I really appreciate it. Uh, season two, episode 16, Manolo's Bakery. Really enjoyed it. Manolo, his his vision, his family, his employees, the staff, um, they're, they're doing it. They're, they're, they're doing it right. So uh, anyway, with that, good to see you guys. Follow, subscribe, you know, on all of our channels and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.